Hello everybody, it's Melissa. Welcome back. I'm back again already. I just posted an episode yesterday. Uh, but you know, last night, after I posted the episode about um, uh, As We See It and my thoughts on that show, I, I was sort of replaying in my mind what was said and I wanted to talk a little bit about why I feel so strongly about representation. Um, accurate and thorough and diverse representation in the media, particularly uh, when it comes to autism. I don't think I really um, discussed very much of the why. And that's an important part of this. So I kind of like couldn't even sleep last night because I kept just like going over and over it in my head obsessively. I'm sure none of you know what that's like. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I just, I need to, I, I want to talk a little bit more about what bothers me so bad about the lack of representation and why I think it's so important. So let's do that. Um, and first of all, I wanted to clarify too that sometimes I use the verbiage of like less obviously autistic versus more obviously autistic and I really don't want to like offend anyone with that verbiage. You know, I know functioning labels are really not okay and I understand why that is a thing. Um, and I know a lot of people say, you know, higher support needs or lower support needs or whatever, um, which is a valid descriptor, I think. And, you know, yes, some of us do have higher support needs and some of us have lower support needs. Uh, but to me, you know, when we're talking about something like representation and how we exist in the world, it's not even necessarily about support needs because there are people in the world um, who do need a lot more support, but maybe in public aren't necessarily obviously autistic. And by obviously autistic, I mean like upon meeting them, you can gather by the way they, their body language, the way they talk, the way they act, you can gather that they are autistic, especially if you know anything about autistic people. And then there are other people, myself included, um, that have gotten very good at blending in, uh, masking, hiding. Uh, I, so I guess I, I had more to say about that, but I'm not going to, So that's what I mean when I talk about less obvious versus more obvious <laughs> with your autistic traits. Like, I can go through, you know, existing in the world, and if I didn't tell anyone, no one would ever know, yeah, I'm kind of quirky, I'm a little bit weird sometimes, <laughs> like, I'm, people would be like, oh, Melissa, she's introverted, or she, you know, like, there are other descriptors, but no one would guess that I'm autistic. I mean, I didn't even know I was autistic. That's how well I hid it. <laughs> so, 
so that's what I, that's kind of like where I'm getting with that statement when I talk about like being more obviously autistic than less obviously autistic. I'm just talking about masking or how we present to the outside world, right? So I really hope no one's offended by me talking about that or using that term or those terms. Uh, if you are, I'm sorry, I apologize. It just makes sense to me to describe it that way when I'm talking about matters such as these. So, so anyway, as far as media representation, you know, it is really important. Okay. So I will say like starting off on a very personal note, like getting my autism diagnosis six months ago, now it's been about six months at first, it was a huge relief. It still is a relief. Don't get me wrong. I still am very glad that I have a diagnosis that I that I know now, right? It's, it's really opened up a lot of doors and, and helped me kind of start existing in a whole new way. But also, it has <laughs> brought up some new challenges for me. Uh, it has made life a little bit more complicated in certain ways. Now that I'm trying to sort of live more authentically in the world, uh, it is very difficult to navigate this sort of like strange new way of existing because I want to be authentic and I want to be myself and I don't know if any of you have had this experience, but after, you know, finding out that you were autistic, either self-diagnosing or getting a diagnosis, if you felt like you noticed your own traits more, <laughs> this is definitely a thing that is happening for me. I, I don't feel like I act differently in public or like when I'm interacting with people outside of like, you know, my own family or whatever, but like when I'm out in the world interacting with people day to day basis, whatever, um, I don't feel like I've changed, but I feel like I now am so aware of who I am and how I am that I really, really, <laughs> I think before I knew I really kind of told myself that I was, that I fit in or that I, I don't know if fit in is the right word. I thought I, yeah, I don't like the word fit in. I don't know how else to describe it though. That I maybe was someone who people looked at as... <laughs> I don't know how to, what words to use. I don't like all of the words that are like coming to my mind, like normal. I don't like that word. I've always known that people maybe perceived me as a little bit quirky and a little bit kind of like, oh, you know, the quirky is a good word. But now I'm like, oh man, I'm just realizing the full spectrum of like my awkwardness, my, my sort of different ways of communicating with people and the way that I struggle a little bit sometimes, 
I just notice it more. That took me a really long time to get that thought to make it come to fruition. That's basically what I'm saying is like, now that I know I'm autistic, I really notice more. Uh, Like I notice my traits more. I notice different nuances about my personality more. And so, um, I feel like it's taking me a really long time to get to my point about this. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe I'm extra rambly today or extra tangenty. So anyway, like, it's challenging because how this links to how autistic people are, are portrayed and perceived, uh, is my, I really want to disclose to people sometimes that I'm autistic. For example, uh, I was talking to my math teacher the other day and he was making a comment about the way my mind processes information. And he said, it's really interesting how, um, how you think about certain things. You're always looking for the detail. You're always searching for the why you all, you come up with interesting questions. And he was sort of being complimentary towards me, which felt really nice because I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not just, sometimes I get really nervous and self-conscious about the way that my brain works. I feel like I'm asking too many questions or whatever, but you know, he's like, if you're going to be in science and math, it's, you have to be able to ask questions and think that way, um, and be analytical and, and whatever. And I just wanted to be like, oh yeah, well I'm autistic. So like my mind naturally just sort of works that way. But I stopped myself because I was like, Ugh, I, I don't know if I wanted him to know that. And then I felt disappointed in myself that I didn't disclose that because I was like, you know what? My whole thing at the beginning of this, when I was like, you know what? I think I'm autistic. And then I was like, wait, I know I'm autistic. And then I got diagnosed as autistic. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like wear this. I'm, I'm going to wear it on my sleeve. I'm going to really put it out there. I'm going to be open and proud and whatever, because I do want to help. Uh, I want to be visible. I want to help uh, expand people's idea of what autism looks like. But then when it comes down to it, you know, when I have the opportunity to do that with someone who I don't know very well, you know, I didn't take the chance and I haven't yet taken the chance to do that. Um, and I do think that it's because I'm afraid of being perceived negatively. And it's because people have this view of autism because of what we've been shown in the media. So this all links together. Like, if, you know, people see autism as this great tragedy and this great struggle, and maybe autistic people, you know, are this very one specific thing. And I'm like, I don't want to be pigeonholed like that. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I don't want anyone to be like, oh you know, or think they need to treat me with, you know, kit gloves or treat me, you know, I I think you guys know what I'm getting at. And, you know, there's the other side of this where it's like, if you do disclose to people and they're like, are you sure, (laughs) are you sure you're autistic? (laughs) 
you don't seem autistic. The The best one is you don't look autistic, which is very weird to me because I'm like, mm, I don't really know what autism looks like. I, I mean... I think I know what they're getting at because then you think like, okay, well, what have we been shown? We've been shown what autism looks like, right? It has a certain look. It has a certain vibe. It has a certain way of seeming. And when people are like, oh, you don't seem like that. You don't look like that thing that I've been shown. You know, that's really hurtful too. And that really makes a lot of us want to hold back you know, in disclosing. And it can be a really painful thing. And it can feel very much like you're hiding a very important piece of who you are in order to not be discriminated against, you know. And when I talk about discrimination, it's not just in the sense of like, oh, you know, maybe you wouldn't want to mention this to this person because, you know, like if you're applying for a job, don't mention you're autistic because you might get discriminated against. But I just mean discriminated against even in small ways where people, like I said about my instructor, it's like, will he, will he see me differently? Will he think he needs to treat me differently? Will he think I need different, you know, concessions than anyone else? Like that in and of itself is someone, you know, discrimination has sort of a negative undertone, but I don't think it, you know, if you're just looking at someone in a discriminatory manner, if you're like, huh, this person's different and now I know that and should I act different and should I do things different? You know what I mean? That's what I mean by the word discrimination. So, um, but yeah, you know, this, the media showing this one dimensional version of autism really, it really does affect all of us, but it does affect those of us who are existing in the world, who aren't the obvious ones, who are masking and who have been hiding. Um, and, you know, this comes around to the issue of even being able to get a diagnosis as someone who is female or assigned female at birth, you know, I know so many of you have reached out and have told me that you are self-diagnosed and you're trying really hard to find someone who can diagnose you. And I know this isn't just for, for women or people who are, are assigned female at birth. I mean, this is a problem for all adults trying to get an autism diagnosis, but women in general, I'm not going to say this 100% of the time, but in general, we do present a little bit differently. And, uh, and this is why we do have such a hard time, not only finding someone who is even willing to diagnose us, um, or willing to assess us, I should say. Uh, that's why it's so hard to get a accurate diagnosis is because so many people have, doctors, psychologists included, have this one-dimensional view of autism still to this day, and the media perpetuating that is not helping. Um, I have a very dear friend right now who's trying to uh, find someone to assess her, and her appointment is coming up, and it's like she's so nervous, and she has you know, documents and stacks of papers and, you know, all this stuff that's like 
proof. And I did this before my assessment too. I had all of this stuff that was like proof. Here's everything you need to know. Like we shouldn't have to do this. <laughs> like I get it that diagnosing this type of thing is a little bit complex, but like, I don't feel like it's that complex. You know, there are diagnostic criteria. If you meet the criteria, you should get a diagnosis. Uh, we shouldn't have to be stressed and worried and basically having to advocate our asses off for ourselves just to be seen and heard and listened to and believed. I mean, it's really terrible. And, uh, you know, another thing about all of this really dramatic and doomsday representation of autism in the media is also, it makes it really hard and scary for parents of autistic kids. You know, I've seen a lot of people online, on social media and stuff, being really upset about parents who are upset when their kids are diagnosed with autism. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, how dare you be upset that your kid is autistic? But it's like, you know what? According to what they've been shown, of course they're going to be upset. We've been shown that autism equals tragedy. It equals burden. It equals, you know, your life being totally unpredictable and out of control. And I just, I think that if there were people being shown who are autistic, who are able to be um, independent and grow up and find a partner or have a career or, you know, these are the things that people worry about with their children when they get an autism diagnosis. It's like, oh, well, you know, my child is never going to be able to achieve anything or have anything or be independent and it's like no yeah sure sometimes sometimes autism goes like that and it just is what it is but if that's the only thing you're being shown then you feel like that's an inevitability and you don't know the other side of it you don't know that you know there can be a lot of positivity and a lot that your child will be able to achieve and accomplish yeah there'll be struggles but it's just, it does feel very tragic and sad to people a lot of the time, you know, because this is what they've been shown. I really do appreciate how uh, Love on the Spectrum showed, they were fairly diverse in their representation on that show, which I really applauded. Um, I feel like there could be more people who present a little more like myself. Uh, I definitely have had dating struggles and unique dating struggles because now I know of my autism. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I did enjoy how they didn't portray autism as this gigantic tragedy in these people's lives. Um, yeah, sure. Some of these people were adults and they still lived at home with their parents and they did need some sort of support. Um, but they also showed them having jobs, having friends, being interested in love, finding a partner. Like, I love that show for that reason. And 
I feel like that show stands alone. I, I hope that there's more, there are more shows that, that come out. That being said though, the way that a lot of neurotypical people received that show <laughs> was a little bit, you know, to me as an autistic person, I can look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I love all of these people. They're great. They're amazing. The show is cool. To people who aren't autistic, uh, a lot of them looked at it as like a, ah, like, oh, look at these autistic people. They're so sweet, which is fine, but it's a little bit, like I said yesterday, it's a little condescending sometimes, uh, when people look at it that way, but whatever. I mean, we can pick apart all of these shows and say what's positive and negative and whatever, but the, the broad thing that I'm trying to convey here is that representation across the board is important for so many reasons. And, you know, last night I was watching, uh, a show on Hulu and like a commercial came on and it was just a regular commercial for something related to Valentine's day. And the couple in the commercial was two women. It was a lesbian couple and it was just a regular commercial, lesbian couple. They were in love. They kissed, they were holding hands. And it got me thinking of like, wow, okay, had I had representation like that uh, back in the 90s when I was a teenager or even in the 80s when I was a kid, if I looked at the TV and I saw two women being a couple, then it may not have taken me until I was 30 years old to figure out that I was a lesbian. (laughs) You know, so it made me think like, there's an important parallel there. This is, autism is sort of like the new LGBTQ movement. Um, you know, back when I was growing up, if there was a gay person in the, in a show, it was like, they, it was either like a very, gay people were always portrayed as a very specific type of character. Um, it was either like a flaming, very flamboyant, male character or a very tragic male character because I was growing up when it was the time of like the AIDS epidemic and all of that. Um, so that's really all you saw about gay people. Gay equaled like weird and tragic, you know, that was it. And as we've progressed through these last couple of decades, um, now there are gay people in shows and commercials And the show is not about them being gay. They're just existing in the show as a gay person. And it's way different from autism right now is sort of like, it's still got its training wheels on in that regard. It's like, yeah, there's shows coming out now about autism, but the show is centrally focused on autism being the plot. And it's a tragic plot most of the time. (laughs) And... I, I'm hoping that the same trajectory happens with autism as it did with the LGBTQ um, representation of like, maybe eventually autistic people will just be on shows. You know, even it would be great to have an autistic char- character on a show that 
was just like living their life. The show is not about them being autistic. Like they're just there as a character who happens to be autistic. Maybe that'll be a thing someday. I hope that is a thing someday. Um, so, you know, basically, <sighs> I don't want to beat a dead horse which is a gross saying that I don't know where that even came from. And every time I say that, I regret saying it immediately after I say it. Okay, I don't want to... What what can we say instead of beat a dead horse? Blah. Um, I, I don't want to harp on this point, I guess. But I just... I wanted to be really clear about why I didn't particularly like that show. I mean, I think I was kind of clear... <laughs> yesterday but then my over analytical brain got to thinking and talking to itself obsessively about like you know what I, I want people to understand me I want people to know where I'm coming from this isn't like a selfish feeling of me like well I don't see anyone like me on tv and I'm gonna be mad about it like yeah sure it's a little bit that I'll admit that but also like so many people in this world are just walking around struggling and not even knowing why and I just feel like if we could see more people like us out there and be like oh that person's just like me maybe I'm autistic like that's I mean that's what happened to me when I started searching for answers and I came across this list of autistic traits in females and I was like, oh, what? You know, it's something that I had never even heard of before. And I just, I wonder, you know, if, if things were different and things were portrayed differently to us, you know, obviously I would have known a lot sooner. Um, and... I just, I guess part of my personality too is I tend to get frustrated when um, I feel like things aren't the way that I feel like they should be or they're not right according to what I feel like right is, uh, which I think is also a very autistic trait. Like, I have a hard time reconciling this in my brain. It's like, and I want to fix it. I'm like, this needs to not be a thing. This is wrong. It needs to be this way. It's not right. I want to fix it. Uh, there's no way for me to fix this thing. It's really not. I mean, I'm, I'm doing what I can with being as open as I have been and just trying to live my life. But like, like I said, I... I thought I was going to be so open and honest and <laughs> bold about my autism. And now I find myself uh, kind of having a harder time navigating that than I thought I would. So, yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know if that clarified anything. I don't know if anyone was even confused <laughs> or even needed to hear more about this. But I felt the need to to elaborate and just sort of dive into this topic of representation a little bit further because I think it I think it is a problem. I know it's a problem. 
And I just feel so much for all of these women who are in the world and everyone. I mean, it's not just women. There are men too that are out there that are undiagnosed who have no idea. Uh, and I, and non-binary, I don't want to exclude non-binary people, of course. Um, I just feel, I just feel so much for everyone. And I just, I want everyone to have this sense of clarity that I feel so lucky to have gotten over this past year, even though it has been a lot of ups and downs and there have been a lot of hard parts to it. For the most part, it's like, I'm so grateful that I know this about myself now. Um, I'm still learning to, uh, how to navigate everything and how to really exist in the world now. Uh, but I'm glad. I'm glad this is work that I want to do. This is, I feel, I feel like now I'm finally on the right track to like really being my authentic self and figuring myself out. Oh, anyway, that's almost 30 minutes of me talking about this. So it seems like the longer I make this podcast, the longer my episodes keep getting. I'm just like getting way too comfortable just rambling on with you guys. But, you know, it is what it is. If people don't want to listen, they don't have to listen. I just remind myself of that. And, you know, there there have been a lot of people listening also, which is wild to me. And a lot of people reaching out and just letting me know how much they're enjoying the podcast and how much it does help them. And I appreciate that so much because you know, as a, as an analytical thinker who is sometimes afraid of saying the wrong things or, you know, it's, when I started this, I wasn't sure anyone would ever listen to it. And now, uh, a lot of people are listening to it. And so the level of vulnerability and, and the amount of bravery has definitely increased since, episode one. Uh, but I'm here for it. I'm enjoying it. I'm just going with the flow. I'm knowing deep down that I'm not for everyone. Not everyone's going to like this podcast. Not everyone's going to like me. Not everyone's going to relate to me and that's okay. But I am here for the people who do. And I'm really glad that I am helping some people out there. So anyway, that's my little speech. Now I'm going to wrap this episode up because I'm hungry and I need to go eat lunch. So any guy, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. I uh, will leave my contact info in the show notes. If you want to reach out, there's email. If you want to follow on Instagram, there's Instagram. If you want to leave a rating or a review, if you're listening on a uh, platform that allows you to do that, please do that. If you're enjoying the show, that would be great. And uh, I think that's all. Okay. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.